Hello, welcome back to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. I'm Max Sage, your host, and as Forest play Newcastle tomorrow, a huge game under the lights for both sides at the city ground in front of the TV cameras. It's an eagerly anticipated clash, and it's one that a lot of people are talking about. Newcastle coming to the game after a bit of a poor result uh, for themselves against Luton last weekend, and Forest uh, into the game after, well, just getting through to the FA. Cup. Remember, we're across uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube, so leave us a like, share and review across Garibaldi Red. Uh, joined today by Andrew from the Everything and Black and White Newcastle podcast. Andrew, good morning. Good to see you. Um, ready for the game tomorrow? I am. I was very nervous. If we would have recorded this podcast, say, Monday or Tuesday, you would have heard me saying how I'm probably going to watch it behind uh, behind the closed door. I don't want to actually watch it because I was very nervous. But um, given the injury news that I've heard about Forrest and the, uh, the extra minutes in the FA Cup replay, I'm feeling a little bit more confident, I have to admit. Yeah, probably not something that that did Forrest any favours, uh, having to go to penalties. But we got through in the end, of course, Forrest, without the man you might fear, as we were just talking about actually before we started this recording, you called him Messi, Andrew, at Chris Wood. He's out for six months with an injury, so there'll be no Chris Wood this weekend. Let's actually touch on quickly, Andrew, that, that game on Boxing Day came as a shock. I think to Forest fans and to football fans on, on on a whole, not just Chris Wood's performance, in fairness to him, but also the result because um, it was kind of Forest with a new manager, and we came to Newcastle and and I mean we didn't really expect to get anything, but but it was kind of a wonder result that day. Yeah, it looked like Nuno had done his homework. I know you've only been in for a short period of time, but whatever he'd done in those days that he had on the training pitch, it worked perfectly, and Newcastle had been in a bad run of form and the saving grace had been their home form you know James Park is a, a fortress but in uh, you know the last month six weeks it's 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 lost its power somewhat and, and Forrest was probably the start of that and, and Forrest just exploited everything that Newcastle um every one of Newcastle's weakness you know the gap between the midfield and the defense and if you hit the full backs with a bit of pace then you will get the better of Newcastle night. And on that day, Dan Byrne um, was 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 embarrassed by a couple of Forest players. Unfortunately, he had a, a similar fate against Luton uh, last Saturday at St James's Park. Um, and really, if Forest can replicate what they did on Boxing Day, i.e., hit Newcastle with a bit of pace, they could be in for a, a very good evening on Saturday. Yeah, we. Uh... We could be, but um, I think I think it'll be quite an interesting game, actually. Uh, probably why a lot of people will be watching it on the TV as a neutral. In, in terms of Newcastle's season so far, Andrew, you know, you touch on that that poor result against Luton, which I think came as a shock probably to you guys, given that it was a good result away at Villa um, just a couple of days before. How how do you assess the club at the moment? You know, I kind of from just scrolling through social media, you've, I've been seeing a lot of criticism towards Eddie Howe as well recently. Uh, I think Eddie Howe has still got the, the backing of the majority of fans and I'm always wary of holding social media up as, as the kind of uh, the card to look at because social media isn't really what's happening, um, isn't really doesn't really replicate what's actually the feeling in the terraces and on the streets. But there is a little bit of criticism from Eddie Howe and that largely lends itself to 
the decision with Dan Byrne. We saw against Aston Villa, Leon Bailey came off the bench and he faced up against Dan Byrne for, for 10 minutes and Villa uh, got one goal and then had a goal uh, ruled out for offside and Bailey just made a mockery of Dan Byrne until Eddie Howe switched it up, moved Dan Byrne in the centre, went to five at the back, Livermento came on at left back. And I think with regards to the Luton performance, what really, I don't want to use the word angered, but what really provoked a lot of questions from certain Newcastle United fans was how you can scout Luton, how you can uh, find out what they do and still play Dan Byrne at left back because you knew that their right winger was just going to hit him with pace. He's one of the fastest players in the uh, the Premier League. So you knew what he was going to do. You knew what he's all about and he did it and he did it time and time again. You know, he won the penalty, um, which which got Luton nothing. It was the third goal and it, it just it was a little bit baffling that Dan Byrne remained well, started for one and then remained on the pitch after being embarrassed by their right winger. Eddie Howe said it was all about set pieces and that's why Dan Byrne was, was in the start in 11. So that's why Eddie Howe's got a little bit of criticism. But with the season overall, look, Newcastle's been hit by injury after injury. I mean, you could not write their bad luck with injuries and they've got another uh, a couple to deal with for the Forest game. Alexander Isak missing. Anthony Gordon will be missing. So, I mean, Anthony Gordon was playing centre-forward on Saturday against Luton and that's how bad it is because... He's not a centre forward. He's electric out on the on the flank. So to play him centre forward shows you just how much trouble Newcastle are in when it comes to injuries. And then he's picked up an injury. So thankfully, Callum Wilson is back. But is he fully fit? Will be the will be the other question. Injuries is just the definition of of Newcastle's season, really. And it's remarkable that they're still six points, I think, off off sixth place. It's it's yeah. remarkable that they're in touching distance of of a European uh, place still, given what they've had to deal with this season. But no, I mean Eddie Howe, look. He's done a tremendous job. Everyone knows that they've had the injuries to deal with. Everyone knows financial fair play means they haven't been able to strengthen in January. So, you know, he's well protected from from the sack. I know uh, people outside of Newcastle are questioning whether he's going to still be in a job, etc. Cetera, et cetera. But look, the owners know what a good manager is. You from relegation fodder to the Champions League in less than 18 months. Look, he's not going anywhere. And, he'll get a fair whack of the job and they'll give him time because he deserves time. And I think he needs to be judged when he has a full squad to, to play with. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's sim- a bit similar to Forrest given the injury list. I mean, Forrest, of course, have players missing from, from AFCON. Um, Sangari, Ola Anya and Willie Bolly all got through to the finals of the African Cup of Nations this week. Uh, with their respective teams. Um, so we'll be without them uh, until the competition's finished. Um, I think a lot of Forest fans are quite pleased in a way that maybe there'll be one player that um, that will kind of win AFCON. Um, it's a nice thing that a Forest player will win it, but but obviously missing three key players there without Chris Wood, as I touched on earlier. I mean, you mentioned Anthony Gordon there, um, Andrew, and, and and the same with, with, um, with a few other players, Isaac, but then the returns of... Alan Wilson and, and, and Harvey Barnes last week as well. There must be a bit of positivity given those two players. Oh, there this certainly is. And both were impressive against Luton. Um, Harvey Barnes scored, could have had another one. He looked really, really good. But I think in an ideal world, you wouldn't want to start either of them against Nottingham Forest. You don't want to rush them back. They both had injuries uh, of which then they've had setbacks and they've been out longer than initially uh, we thought they would do. And I think they're at risk. I mean, any returning player from from a long injury early off is at risk of something reoccurring. So I don't think anyhow, if he had the option, would would, would start either of them. And I don't think he, he would maybe use either of them uh, until 
they're fully match fit, but the hand he's been dealt with, he's going to have to start Callum Wilson on Saturday because he's got nobody else. Harvey Barnes um, is an interesting one. I I think he'll be on the bench because Eddie Howe still has Miguel Almiron and Jacob Murphy to start ahead of him. And it's just a case of just managing them correctly because, like I say, the last thing you want is Harvey Barnes starting on Saturday and then picking up something after half an hour and um, getting the criticism. You know, that we've seen down at Palace, why Hodgson's getting absolute pelters because he's, he's rushed back their key man and now he's out for three months, whatever it is. So I think Eddie Howe, will want to just manage it correctly. But with Callum Wilson, it's really interesting because I think Forrest could come into this game on Saturday with a game plan of of, of stopping Newcastle, um, you know, scoring early on. And a bit like a boxing match, you know, when you've got a, a big boxer and then you've got a little man who's got a bit more stamina about them and, and just trying to tire him out and you get to the hour mark. And if Newcastle haven't scored, they haven't got a striker on the bench to replace Callum Wilson. So I think it's all about keeping Newcastle quiet and just trying to take advantage of the fact that Eddie Howe has no options up top to switch it if indeed Callum Wilson can't get on the score sheet or if Newcastle aren't, aren't winning with, say, you know, 15, 20 minutes left. Yeah, you mentioned there a few kind of threats that that, that Forrest will possibly face. But in terms of kind of tactical style and, and, and how you think you'll set up and, and players, how can you expect it going tomorrow and also how Forrest... Should kind of go go around dealing with those um those threats that that will come to the city ground and cause damage probably. Mm, well, I mean the, the big question is whether Dan Byrne starts out on the left. I think he will start Dan Byrne and Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe can be very loyal to players. I th- if it was me picking the team, I wouldn't be starting Dan Byrne, especially if he's up against someone like Alanga who you know had the better of him on, on box and I'd, I'd be playing Tino Livermore. So that's the big question personnel wise. It'll be the same setup, I would imagine, four at the back with your your midfield three of Longstaff, Bruno, and Miley. Your two men out on the on, on the flanks, and then uh, your man up top. Simply because Eddie Howe hasn't got the options to change. I I don't think he'd in an ideal world like to play Lewis Miley, seventeen years of age. He's exploded onto the stage, but in recent weeks he's he's gone back slightly because Newcastle haven't been at the best, and that isn't really good for development. And he, you know his weaknesses are starting to. To, to be noticed and that's nothing on him he's going to be a fantastic player but you don't want a 17 year old playing week in week out because I, you know there's other ways to bet him into the team but Eddie Howe has no option to but to play him in terms of how Forrest can best get at Newcastle look the midfield is a big issue for Newcastle because Longstaff and Miley are very uh, similar uh, they haven't really got muscle about them they can't really protect the, the back four. Bruno is the man that is sitting deep, but that's not his forte and he hasn't got the discipline to do that for a full 90 minutes. So you will see him just you know going forward, which is what he's good at, but it leaves massive gaps and that's where Forrest can exploit Newcastle. It's making sure that they can get the better of the gaps that the midfield three leave because the midfield three will go forward as we saw on Boxing Day. And if Forrest can, can, can get the ball you know, in their own box and then hit them on the counter, it's 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 easy money essentially. And we saw Luton do it, we saw Ross Barkley have another field day against Newcastle. And and that's been their issue throughout the season, really, where the midfield three just aren't very good defensively. And and if Forrest can basically if Forrest can do what they did on Boxing Day, I'm a little bit uh, worried. 
Yeah, uh, just a shame we haven't got Chris Wood fueled on his Christmas dinner or pigs and blankets. You were turning striker up top, though. Yeah. I mean, I've been really impressed with him. And I know he's cost a, a fair whack of money. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, did he only have maybe one or two prolific seasons? Was it from Germany he was signed? Yeah, he was um, from Germany, from Union Berlin. So was it, it looked like a bit of a gamble, but he, I mean, he's, he's, he, he looks a real good player. He looks strong, quick. Um, I know I wouldn't mind him in a Newcastle shirt if I'm being quite honest. I mean, he's been linked to Buffet. He's been linked with many other clubs actually already. I think in the next three or four years, it it it, it will continue um, in terms of transfer speculation with him because he's done so well at Forest. Um, like you said, strong, quick, and and the first few months when he came to Forest, it it was a bit of a gamble. It was a bit of a risk, but it paid off and. And we kind of look at him now and I mean, he's only just come back from injury. We're trying not to rush him back, but we've kind of had to now. Chris Wood's out. And and I just think the difference that, that Taiwo can make in a Forest shirt is actually probably more than, than Chris Wood. So there's reasons to be positive attacking-wise for Forest. Hudson Adoy with a bit of confidence recently. He scored a um, you know great strike against Bournemouth uh, last week. The same with Alanga. So it's a decent time to probably play you in, in terms of attacking options. It just worries me in terms of defensively still, still and, and Forest making silly mistakes. And also in terms of you know, Andrew, you touched on there about other teams kind of coming to Newcastle or or, or playing away from home and, and struggling almost with that counter-attacking football, which Forrest will probably likely do. Is that something that's been a struggle for Newcastle this season? You come up against some of the lower sides in the league and they know how to exploit you because, you know, you're going to be putting men forward and then straight away they can kind of launch a counter-attack from there. Yeah, but I think it's largely been of Newcastle's own making and it's down to the discipline of the midfield three. You know, if you had Joe Linton uh, in the midfield three, he's out probably until the, until the uh, till next season. It yeah. would be a totally different story. Every Newcastle United fan wanted a number six signed this January, but with financial fair play, it hasn't happened. And Eddie Howe, you know, has been quite clear that he, he doesn't think the number six is a priority. But I, I don't know if he's just trying to play it clever because you can't help but watch Newcastle United and think they are missing a, a little ankle biter, you know, a little piranha fish, someone who just doesn't give the opposition any time or space, someone who can just sit and pull the strings from from deep. That's what they're missing. Um, and really, as a professional footballer, you should be able to have that discipline. It might not be what you want to do. You know, if you're Bruno, you're best attacking, but you've got to put the team first. And, and, and I think that has been an issue where I don't doubt for a moment one of them has been told you have to sit deep. And in recent weeks, Bruno has looked like he's he sat deeper, but again, it's not what he does, and he, he doesn't do it that well. Um, and then to add uh, insult to 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 it is that they're giving the ball away in the centre of the park. They're careless with the pass, and that just presents the the opposition with it with a with a massive opportunity to actually exploit those gaps and hit you on the counter. I mean, we saw against Luton, Fabian Cher marauding through uh, the midfield from a centre-back position, giving the ball away. Ross Barkley then runs 50, 40, 50, 60 yards unchallenged and ends up scoring. And that's Newcastle's issue. You know, it's all good not having that discipline. If that is the case and you go forward, then you've got to make sure you get your chances in the back of the net. If you don't, You've got to be careful in possession and Newcastle United at the moment are careless in possession and I know they've just scored four goals but they're not overly <laughs> clinical either and that just hands the opposition a massive advantage when indeed you are 
uh, vulnerable from a, from a counter-attack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In terms of Forest players, you might be a bit threatened from, Andrew. You you, you touched on there, Taiwo Awani, but any others? Alanga gets a mention, potentially? Yeah, I mean, what a signing he has been. I mean, he wouldn't uh, look out of place in a, in a minor United shirt, would he? Um, he's been absolutely fantastic. Just, he's got the... If it is him against Dan Byrne, there's only one winner because um, he's just got the, the beating of him every every day. You go up against him. He's got that that quick um, quickness about him. So I've been really impressed uh, from what I've seen of him. And I mean, Morgan Gibbs White, but is he is he missing on Saturday? Uh, possibly. It's a bit. It's a bit all up in the air. He was. He, he basically kind of stayed on the pitch and and actually. I mean, to be fair, he took a penalty and he and he and he took a very good penalty for Forrest in the FA Cup, but. But there was some, there was something wrong. There was a slight injury. Uh, Nuno, uh, yeah, I think his press conference is later on this afternoon. Actually, as we record this Friday morning, so it'll be interesting to see what he says about that. I'd like to think that Morgan will be okay, but you just don't know. It seems like it's it, it, it's those extra minutes in the FA Cup that really didn't do Forrest any favours at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be very happy not to see him play on Saturday mm. because. He is the key man, and he was linked to Newcastle in January, which was a bit of a bizarre link because everyone knew they had no money, but yeah. the story still came out. But he is someone that they've watched, and you can see why. You know, he is he is absolutely brilliant. And when people were asking about Morgan Gibbs, why I said, well, even if Newcastle had the money to sign him, and he's going to cost you the best part of fifty million, probably, they're not going to let their key man go because how can you replace someone of, of what he can he can provide and i did actually when he was first signed for forest thing that is a massive amount of money but actually watching a, a lot bit of people closer, did, yeah yeah watching a bit closer he looks worth every penny of it he's he's a, a brilliant player so um, i never like to see players get injured but if he is indeed missing on saturday i welcome a speedy recovery for the weekend after <laughs> um, I, I suppose then finally, Andrew, let's just touch on it's a bit, you know, it's a big night under the lights tomorrow for Forest and Newcastle coming to the city ground. Do you fear, um, do you fear Newcastle coming to, to Forest given it, it should be a huge atmosphere tomorrow? It's in front of the TV cameras, there's a lot of players, nine players out for you. Do you think that that, that this could go Forest's way again? A little part of me definitely does, but of. Morgan Gibbs White is missing out. I feel a lot more comfortable heading into the game on Saturday evening. Um, I mean, recently we're always fearing what Newcastle United do away because their record is, is is shocking. But I mean, they are looking for their third, final, fourth win on 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 the bounce now away. Two FA Cup uh, victories uh, on the road, and then the Aston Villa in the Premier League. So you know things have started to pick up, but. Just their defensive performance against Luton just gives gives me nightmares. You know, it could be another high-scoring game. I mean, you mentioned it there. You know, attacking-wise, Forrest has got a bit about them, but defensively, they're all over the shop, sort of thing. And that's exactly how I describe Newcastle. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 torn uh, about how 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 this one's how this one's going to go. I think there will be goals in it. Um, I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be a high-scoring yeah, draw. Agree. I agree. 2-2 two, two or something, I was thinking, actually. I think yeah. um, I think it'll be a very good clash. Um, yeah, let's see. May the best team win and, and, and see you next season. Fingers crossed, Andrew, given that, that, that Forrest don't get a points deduction and, and stay in the league. Um, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. You're welcome.